Hey everybody, welcome to Making It. This is episode 128. I'm Bob Claggett. I'm about to fall asleep, and I'm here with David Pachut. <laughs> you should have got something to drink. I should have gotten something to drink. <laughs> I only say that because right before we hit record, Bob's like, I should have got something to drink. And I'm drinking a yeah. really tasty Zivia right here. Oh, that's a good mm-hmm. Well, mm. we also have Jimmy Duresta. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. I had a good sleep last um, night, so I'm feeling all right. Oh, well, good for you. Yeah. Isn't that special? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I, I'm, I'm exhausted. I've been staying up way too late every single night, working really hard all day. So, yeah. Is it paying off? It's paying off. Yeah, I've been working on the house. It looks, stuff looks really good. But, you know, it's, it's like one of those things that's just not sustainable. Like, I can't stay up till 2.30 every single night and get up at 7.38 every morning, and it's just wearing me out, so. How is, how is the, uh, the, the, uh, the interior design going between you and your wife? Are you guys agreeing on colors and selections and stuff? Um, yeah, yeah. So, oh, here's what happened. So <laughs> there's always when, a story. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a story. It's like a nine-year-ago story. So, when we moved into our last house nine years ago, we um we tried to pick paint colors together and we get along really well but it was one of those things where we go pick a paint color and you know we're thinking opposite things and when we talk about color we talk about them using different adjectives i'm looking at it from like the art school color theory perspective she's using like pinterest words and descriptions you know what i mean they're just two different languages and man it caused so much trouble so much trouble and it got to the point to where i said look you know what I like, what I don't like. I just ask you to be considerate, but colors are now your thing. You get to do it all. I had the same situation with Taylor. It's like she's yeah. put every color she picks. She's like, what do you say? I say, this color. And she says the exact opposite color on the spectrum <laughs> every single time. And it got to the point where I was like, you know what? My relationship with you is more important than what color the walls are. You pick the exactly. color and please don't even ask me what the color is. Don't show me chips. Don't show me comparisons. All I know is I don't want the house to be black on the outside. That's it. <laughs> yeah. We don't have any of that as far as like colors and, and furniture and everything. I think we're on the same exact page. We like the same things. Where we differ is the shoes on, shoes off, house oh. rule, things things like that. And Shoes on. Yeah. Like, I pay for this house. I want my shoes on. I don't care. Oh, that's my <laughs> argument. <laughs> <laughs> I pay the mortgage. I can sweep the floor later. Oh, well, we, we both pay for all that stuff. And we just paid uh, 700 and some dollars for Stanley Steamer and come and do the entire house. And I'm sorry. Kelly listens to this. So uh, uh, we'll see how... Uh, how well our marriage is after she listens to this episode i love you i love you very much uh but she's winning the so it's a we have a no shoes in the house rule i've never lived by that rule i've even tried to do the whole like what if i pay stanley steamer to come here every six months and uh no so i have i now own indoor shoes and outdoor shoes Oh, Taylor tries to get me to wear inside shoes all the time. She puts them on me while I'm sleeping, so I wake up. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not wearing slippers oh, now. It's not. Amazing. It's not as bad in the summer. I'll have to admit because she buys me like slip-ons and stuff. And in the summer, I like to go basically barefoot or Vans. And but in the winter and the spring and I mean the fall and the winter, it's a pain in the butt to slip on boots and put them on. You know, to come inside for yeah. five minutes to do something and run back outside. I just throw you towels. You should get some down. booties. Those little, those little wraps that you put around your boots. So when you walk in, you just wrap them up. We've we've been through house. all this, honestly. It's, it's... 
the shoes on shoes off have, thing is is you know that could lead to divorce i think that's funny we don't have that type of stuff at all like i don't know we just don't have that kind of conflict but the color thing was a big issue for a mm. while and it was like you said jimmy is like one of the best things that where i decided i don't care about color as much as i care about her so that's just not something i want to fight for yeah and it's worked out really well you know and i'm i'm happy with the choices that she makes so you like that polka dot purple wall behind your head it's it's it looks wonderful. good it looks good <laughs> can you see the distress on my face <laughs> the zebra stripes <laughs> bob bro help me on his forehead <laughs> yeah no, but it's actually going really well. Like we, um, we kind of had that with that same conversation with flooring because picking out hardwood floor is a very expensive thing. You know, it's like you're investing a lot of money in in uh, whatever you're going to put down. And we, I think we were on the same page about it, but it was still just a big process. I mean, there's like so many types of flooring. There's so many different colors. There's Daunting so many to different look at everything. Vendors, man, and yeah, you got to you got to look at all of them to make sure you get the right stuff and. Anyway, so we went through all that, but what we decided on, we both love it. It looks amazing. Um, we bought a whole lot of it. So. <laughs> Three pallets of it, it looked like. Three pallets, yes, a whole lot. But, yeah, so the house is, is going great, but that's, like, all I've been doing nonstop, you know. I mean, sun up to sundown and way past sundown. So that's what I've been into. What about you guys? I Today, Eric and I, we tore down all the drywall in the new shop garage and took out all the old insulation and that was a that was quite a workout we um somebody i posted a photo on twitter and somebody's like you don't have a garbage bin now you have to do that all over again to throw it into a bin and it would have <laughs> been very nice to throw everything into a bin but right now it's in the middle of the garage uh we just we, we have other things where uh we're tearing out carpets in a couple rooms in a couple weeks and I, we just basically don't want to bend in our driveway for two weeks so uh but all all the walls are down so it's just bare studs and my electric guy he's kind of come over and gonna redo all the electric and then we gonna kind of build a new attic in there and i don't know it's the, the hardest part of any project is getting started and i finally got started today so nice yeah so a uh, question about the electric like do you have specific plans for how you're running yes. that or are you just kind of electrifying things in general uh no so i mean there's electric in there now which probably would have worked okay um but i think what we're going to do is we're going to put um breaker box in the garage just for the garage and mm. we're going to do the the quad units on the wall so it's got the four outlets and the left side is going to go to one circuit breaker. The right side is going to go to another cir circuit breaker. That way, dust collection and a machine can be plugged into the same quad but not worry about flipping the circuits and stuff. And uh, we're just going to do more of them, and they're going to be better placed throughout the garage. And then there's going to be a half wall down the, down the middle, and we need to carve a channel into the concrete floor and run wires into there so we can wire up the, the half wall that we're doing. So... And uh, we got a um, my my buddy seems to have a have a good head on his shoulders and knows what he's doing and says we can we can do it upright. So, hmm. so you said half wall down the middle. Mm -hmm. Is that a new new development? Um, it's something I've been wanting to do. I just I don't think I mentioned it in the previous podcast. Basically, it's going to be like a counter that runs down the middle um, for my table saw to go up against and a couple other tools that kind of work better against the wall. And I can run, and I can have power there, and use that as another little storage thing too. Huh. Yeah. 
Interesting. Yeah. So just the thickness of a normal wall, or is it going to be thicker? Probably than just a little bit thicker if I want to use it for storage. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Jimmy, what are you been up to? Uh, well, I have house guests this week. I have a couple of guests uh, finally arrived. I have Laura and Jocko here. And so today we're just hanging out in the shop. Um, they're going to hang out this week. We're going to build a teepee on the property this week. We've been collecting teepee poles out of the out of the woods for the last couple of years. And Taylor said, wouldn't it be nice if we threw a little teepee party? So that's happening this week. It's Today is Friday. <laughs> little teepee party. <laughs> and that's so, so adorable. It, it, <laughs> we uh, invited, well, I, I always talked to Jocko, so I just mentioned it to him. I said, will you be in New York? And he goes, I will be if you're going to do that. And so uh, Jocko and Laura came to New York a couple of days early, and they just got up here last night. Taylor was in the city and drove back with them. And so um, doing that, getting the shop in order, working on my Rockler video, uh, posted a couple of videos last week. I have another one ready to probably post today, which is, I think today's Tuesday, right? And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so just, uh, I, this has been like the, the longest stretch I've been upstate away from the city. I, obviously, my, sh my city shop is completely closed, which, by the way, Jocko and Laura broke into it. <laughs> I told them the combinations of the lock because he, he sent me pictures. They spent a couple of days in the city, so they sent me pictures from the gate just kind of goofing off. I, was, I told him the combination, and he goes, no, 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 I'm not going to go in. And then the next day, which I think might have been like Monday, or I don't know. He said pictures from inside the shop and they were poking <laughs> around and I left like stuff hot glued to some of the doors and stuff and they peeled off some of the memorabilia of my stuff. So <laughs> it was cute. Funny. And, uh, and That's a great idea. Like come into a different country where you're not a citizen and then break <laughs> into something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> great, great choice, Jocko. <laughs> well, the place is sitting, it's sitting unused. It's, they, yeah. they, they have no plans for it. They just really wanted me out of there for this like technical legal reasons with the building because it was never really a CO in there. Certificate of occupancy, and so before they got in big trouble, they they encouraged me to leave early. Anyway, so now that I'm out, I'm upstate full time, and uh, you know I have to go back to the city tomorrow morning for a quick meeting. But I'm up here, and I spend all my time at the shop. I work late, I grind, I make noise, I spray paint. We made uh, 150 ice picks in the last few days, and man, it is so nice to not have neighbors and to not have anybody stressing. And you know, like I'm still, I still have like that little. Like voice inside me say, "Don't make any noise after nine o'clock," and mm. I'm like, I'm looking around, I'm like, "Oh wait, I don't have to worry about that." <laughs> so it's it's been it's it is a nice transition, and I'm looking forward to doing more fun, bigger projects. And uh, I just committed to doing this kind of big prop pod project. I'm going to be making a couple of props for a, a Soho pop up shop for my friend who owns a, a bag company. You guys, you guys are familiar with Spray Ground, the backpacks that the kids wear all the time. The guy that owns the guy that owns that company is a former student of mine. His name is David, and uh, David really hit it big. And he's doing a pop up shop, and he wants me to make some props for the pop up shop. So I'm going to start working on that in the next couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, so it's uh, things are good. Things are good. It's just uh, you know the hustle, but the hustle up here is is a lot more relaxed. It's like I keep telling yeah. Taylor, I feel like I'm like the anxiety of needing to go back to the city is kind of still res re there's like residue of that. Mm. But it's not it's not rational because I don't need to go back to the city, mm. right? And we, uh, uh, we we finally auctioned off my my father's house yesterday, and so that is one less property I have to take care of, and mm. and manage, and it's such a it's like it's one one more stress off of me. And so now the next big thing I need to remove from my life is we need to get our other house up on the market and and sell that. And I just feel like. After I do those two things, 
I can get back to doing two videos a week and get back into my normal routine and, and just enjoy the new house and, and the property and everything. Well, you know, I keep faith alive by, I mean, I'm still working on my new barn in the backyard and stuff. And there's a long-term plan. Like I just keep chipping away at all the different parts of the long-term plan and things begin to fall into place, you know? So mm, if things cool. aren't happening as fast as you think, you just, as long as you just keep chipping away at that long-term goal. Yeah. So you start putting them behind you. And I mean, you guys probably don't watch kids' movies as often as I do, so it's understandable. But in Finding Nemo, oh, that one was, of the fish just, just says, watched it. Just keep, just keep swimming. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, yep. That's just a, keep moving forward. It's a great movie. I watched it. That's awesome. Um, before we get into what we're talking about, which I'm not exactly sure what it is, but I want to thank our Patreon supporters. We had a lot of new supporters this week, and I think there's a reason. And now we get to tell people about it, which we didn't last week. So um, we got some new supporters, but I especially want to thank Make, Build, Modify, Malt and Make, Corey Ward, Evan and Caitlin, Jedediah Schultz, and Wise Old Dow. Look at that. That's a lot more names than we normally say. Yeah. Um, and the reason I think we got some new ones is because we started putting up, last week was the first week, an after show, and it's Patreon exclusive. So it's a separate audio file that we'll upload to Patreon directly, and it's just whatever we talk about hanging out for a little little bit, you know, 15, 20 minutes or whatever after we finish recording. Uh, so it's going to be something different every time, but it's a little extra content as a way to say thank you for those people who support us. Yes. So if you uh, are interested in hearing us talk even more, <laughs> then go to, go to patreon.com slash making it and... Uh, yeah, give us some support there. That'd be awesome. Thank you. Um, also, to that, we have a subreddit. And it's at... What's the address? <laughs> I should know this. Slash Making R. it podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Making it podcast.reddit.com or reddit.com slash r slash making it podcast. They should both work. But we uh, have been posting there. There's some posts... For, or there is a post for every episode that goes up automatically, so you can talk about it and ask questions about it, whatever there. Um, and one of the posts that we put up was ideas for show topics. And so there are a bunch of show topics there, and we'll continue to look through them. So if you have ideas for topics, just drop them in that thread. But I think we're going to start there with some ideas yeah. to talk about. Is that cool with you guys? Yeah. yeah. And, and quickly, you, you, even if you don't have a topic idea, but if you like somebody else's, vote it up. Let us Oh yeah. Let us know. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah that would actually make, uh, make it a lot easier to get through if we just look at the upvoted ones. Yeah. And, and there's all sorts of cool conversations happening on the subreddit that I wasn't aware of until I looked at it today. There's like, you know, people showing off some stuff that they're working on and asking questions and like, going back in previous episodes and like, what's the store that so-and-so mentioned in this episode, stuff like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, so go check it out. And we're going to start with some questions from Evan and Caitlin, who are mods over there on our subreddit. They're awesome. They also they did the helpful. artwork. Yes. <laughs> Super cool. Yes. <laughs> uh, so the first one they put up on here well, the, the first one we're going to do is uh, when you're making things for content, do you really finish them to where, to where you want? Are you proud of them or do you want to have more time to put in them, into them? How do you balance good enough versus more content? Hmm. 
Well, Anybody have an initial reaction to that? Well, I know from my TV experience, good enough was probably the motto of the day. When people ask me, hey, do you have any contacts so that I can get my house done on this old house or flip this house or one of those shows? I, I mean, I used to obviously have more connection to that world. I don't now. But I always say, do not do that because those those hit and run TV shows are all about good enough. If it looks good enough on camera, it's good enough. So good enough mm-hmm. is definitely like the motto for TV. For YouTube, occasionally I do a good enough and my most recent good enough really got me a lot of thumbs downs and that was my, my vice stand. I talked about it a couple weeks ago. My vice stand is, uh, yeah, it, it garnishes a lot of like, Oh my God, they think my brain, like I've been lobotomized. They're like, I can't believe it. You used to make good stuff. Now you made this. (laughs) It's like, but like somebody wrote me this like whole thing. Like, you know, I really appreciate what you've done in the past, but now you've changed. I was like, this is just one of 500 videos I made. It's not so precious. Mm -hmm. Just one thing. I mean, if, if I make seven of these in a row, then your comment has some validity to it. Here is just one cool thing. It's made out of steel. It's meant to be hammered and pushed and banged around. And that's exactly what it's the life it's living right now. So depends on what it is, you know. I'm, uh, I'm working on my, I'm doing some woodwork for my Rockwa video, which is this kind of shaker cabinet, lower, lower base cabinet with some thin wall, thin shelf, sh- shallow shelves that go above it. And there is certainly that, like, I want to get it done, but I want to get it done so it looks good and feels right because it's going to be in my house. Um, which is funny because right in the front of the porch, and I'm going to just probably throw it away or burn it. I made this whole tree when I worked on HGTV. It had it in the hole here. And Taylor hates it. And she's rightfully so she hates it because the legs are made out of two by fours. The, it's made up out of like bent plywood. And I remember hot gluing a lot of it together because of it was a, it was a YouTube extra or as a web exclusive for one of the HDTV shows. I did. <laughs> and I totally knocked this thing together while everybody was staring at their watch, waiting to leave at the end of the day. Like we shot all day long and then like, like a skeleton crew hung out to shoot me, make this thing for like an hour long. And I still have it. It's like 10 years old. And every time Taylor sees it, she's like, can we just put this on the street? So that's a good enough, and you know, like I said, I'm going through right now making this rockwood thing. It's making I'm making it all out of hardwood, and and I, I just I want it to be sort of a longer lasting fixture in the house. So, but it is taking the video a lot time a long time to finish. So I I don't have a solid deadline, so that's why I'm able to take that that time. For me, many times on some projects i don't apply the the finish that i absolutely want to put on there the finish that i want to apply takes five days and Mm. i don't have time for that so it usually gets a coat of oil and then maybe a coat of spray lacquer or whatever but i want to do the poly oil blend and i just can't do that in video and sometimes i'll just say you know i'll finish finishing this at a later time and then there are plenty of times where we need to move along and so we will unclamp a glue up maybe sooner than what it should be and most of the time 98 percent of the time it's just fine glue dries pretty pretty darn fast yeah i agree but i did the a, same thing because yeah. like, you, you got to use the same clamps and something else yeah but once in a while we'll see it come come apart and we have to fix that or uh we will just not show a certain angle and mm-hmm. you know 
camera does not show all the details uh, as 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 your eyeballs. So if you see something in person and you're picking something up and you're touching it, you're going to see every little detail. The camera doesn't show off all those little details. So it's easier to get away with some of those things. Yeah, for sure. I I uh wrestle with this quite a bit actually. <clears throat> not because I really care so much about the finish because I kind of don't. Like a lot of times, like my my good enough is is not um I don't know how to say that. It's not like a uh, a thing that I fall back on. I generally, when I'm making things, like good enough is good enough. Like I'm not making fine furniture. I'm not making like fancy whatever. I'm I'm brainstorming usually and kind of prototyping. And I look at most of the things I make in that way to where they don't necessarily have to be that finished. And they probably still do the job that they need to do. So from that perspective, good enough is fine for me. And I don't necessarily feel like I'm shortchanging it because my goal is not a super finished thing. But the way, the thing that I have a hard time with it is um, just trying to keep up a really heavy schedule, you know, doing all the stuff that all of us do every week. And I've been trying to do two videos a week for a while, um, trying to do some bigger projects that, so I have stuff going on in the background and something short term that I'm doing in the foreground. And because of that, I feel like I'm bouncing around so much that I'm not actually thinking through each one of the projects ahead of time as much as I should. It's like, okay, today I got to make this thing. I just got to go start making it. And then I made it. And then I'm like, oh, if I had given that like two hours of thought, it would have been better in the end. You know, so I guess this applies to me a little bit more before the fact than after the fact in the finishing stage. Um, But yeah, I mean, just trying to keep a pace like that is tough and and there is there's got to be a trade-off somewhere so either the content can drop the the you know how often the content comes out can drop um or certain things about the project or the the content falls back and for me at least for now the pace is the most important thing i guess a part of that is because um the purpose of the like so if i make a video about a piece of furniture or something it's not necessarily that I want to teach people how to make that piece of furniture. It's that I want people to see that making a piece of furniture is not really that hard. And you can make anything more finished than the guy before you. Yeah. I mean, like anything can get an extra coat of lacquer or an extra coat of this or a little bit more, you know, higher grit sandpaper or whatever. You can always do that. Um, but I don't have to do that to show somebody else that they can make a piece of furniture or make a whatever. So it's not a big priority uh, in that sake for me. But, you know, other people who are doing, who are like maybe trying to show fine furniture or showing showing a finishing process as here's the thing I'm teaching. I'm teaching you how to finish stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should probably go all the way with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would expect. Yeah, I, I think I have an, uh, a very specific example. So the hot dog table, making a whole shaker table with, inlay in one day is a really hard thing so we really Mm. rushed it but it was well planned and uh i think we did a very good job but some of the inlay um kind of cracked because you're working with small pieces of wood and instead of instead of fixing it instead of cutting in another piece and filling in the the parts that were were broke we're just like you know what we're not going to show a close-up of that if we do we'll show a photo and i'll I'll fix it in, in photoshop so like the content for me is more important than the finished piece because i got to keep the hot dog table i wasn't making it for somebody else mm. i'm for 
the the people get the video. They don't get the they don't get the table. So I want to make sure that yeah. they they get the video when they expect it and in the in the in the in the way that they expect it. Yeah, your product is content, mm-hmm. like me. So that's the thing that we care about the most. That's a really good point. It's like, uh, what's more important? Is it the video, the concept of the video, and what it's going to teach or inspire, or the product? And yeah. obviously, I live a life mix of both because sometimes I'm making a real client product that has to work. You know, it has to be strong enough, it has to stand up to a finish, it has to stand up to somebody's scrutiny. And sometimes I'm just making a treasure chest made out of plasma cut metal and scrap wood. You know, and then that's kind of like my old make videos where I just slap them together really quickly. And, you know, some of those videos are the most popular ones I've ever made where I just totally slap something together spontaneously just to inspire somebody to make one themselves. And then in time, I searched YouTube or searched the Internet and somebody's done like a CGI of it when I just slapped it together and made it up <laughs> on my own. And somebody's reverse engineered it and it's available on like GrabCat or something. That's that's the coolest thing, because those little spur of the moments, like those little impulses then kind of set off a whole bunch of, oh man, that was the one video that really changed things for me. And to me, because we're constantly trying to come up with stuff and constantly trying to hit, you know, doubles, triples, and grand slams and home runs, you know, we try and hit, you know, it's it's funny because sometimes you say, you know what, I have time, I want to hit a double, I want to hit, you know, a triple, you know, metaphorically speaking. And sometimes when I do my longer term projects, like a knife in the cane, or I'm like doing like a knife cut build or something, and I know I'm going to get scrutinized, so I, you know, I take the extra step to do things the seemingly correct way, as far as I could see it. And those are the videos that'll kind of be on the back burner, and I'll do a couple of the quickies in between while I'm still working on that in the back. So the idea of having to literally layer videos sequentially in your life can put a lot of stress on you. So you could certainly do a couple of longer term builds and just have them brewing in the background. And those are the ones where you see me with a beard, no beard, long hair, short hair, (laughs) (laughs) shorts, then full on winter gear. You know, there's a couple of those. I've always been surprised that nobody's counted how many different t-shirts I have in a video because (laughs) no one notices. There's gotta be at least 20 shirts in the single video. Uh, Nobody, no, no one cares or notices. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Like there's certain projects that I've done that I've been personally, more personally invested in the final thing. Like the stormtrooper helmet is one that I think of the short trooper helmet. That was something I like desperately wanted to do the right way. And I mean, I learned how to model infusion so that I could model it the right way. I learned how to do all the different finishing steps so I could get it as close to like as good like there was no good enough there that was like i want this to be as good as i can possibly make it and it took a really long time (laughs) you know while doing other stuff too but i think a lot of times that just for me anyway it it depends on how much i actually care about uh the purpose of the project in that case it was a showpiece that was the only purpose of it but uh, most of the other stuff i do is more functional and i care more about the function over the form um you know but I guess it has to do with that. And then for a lot of people, it has to do with like the intention of why you're doing the project in the first place, you know, whether you're showing off a prototype or finishing or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, let's see. You guys got anything else on that? Well, I was just say, just to get back to the, if you ever, if anybody's ever been involved or knows somebody that's been involved in a TV show build at their home, it's nothing but nightmare stories. Because <laughs> whoever the celebrity carpenter is will come in for, you know, the camera stuff. And then they always take off. They always bite off more than they can chew. And they, they have like 10 PAs doing everything off the camera o- overnight. And they never hire the qualified people. 
because they're always trying yeah. to save money. So don't hmm. ever do that. That's my advice. Don't ever. Do you see, it, it looks good. It looks slick and clean and fun, but the reality, the nitty gritty when you're really on site to see the stuff, it's never good. So there's another one here, also by Evan and Caitlin. And this is kind of interesting. I'm not really sure what the answers will be here, but it's what rules do you wish you could break more when it comes to making, which I don't think any of us have any qualms about breaking those rules, but what new things do you want to try but can't due to outside factors or expectations? (laughs) I wish I could make fun of my audience more, and I wish more people understood that as, as comedy and not me putting them down. I there's so many things that I want to say or get cut because I'm like ah, I think I pushed that a little too far. Because um, hmm. the point of our videos is just to inspire and and have fun and, and crack jokes and and uh, yeah, there there are definitely things I wish I could I could say more without getting shot back at. I guess. Can you give us an, a, a family-friendly example? Or are there none? <laughs> I can't think of anything offhand. I wish Eric was right here. He has a better memory than, than me. But uh, I don't know. I, I just wish... Yeah, that's it. I just wish I could make fun hmm. of the audience more. In a playful, <laughs> fun way. Yeah. Huh. I love... Well, well, I, wonder oh, okay. if, I wonder if there's a way to do that. You know, I have um, an idea. It was when I call out the trolls. I love calling out the trolls in the video, and uh, and then people that will comment are like, "When you comment about the trolls, they just troll you more." I'm like, "Yeah, we're having a, we're having a fun. We're having a we're having, we're a, having a, troll a, yeah. <laughs> a troll off. A troll off. Troll <laughs> off. You could role play. Remember, Dave and I, Dave Welder and I, we only did one video like that, and everyone thinks we've done it all the time. We did one video where Dave was the troll from behind the camera, like yelling at the oh, comments. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I have this plan. They never did it. My my friend's daughter has, has got a very witty like delivery. And so I said, you know what? We're going to do a video. And we never got to it. Maybe I'll do it one day. I said, I'm going to do a video. Me and Dave are going to write out all the troll comments. And we're going to have this girl say them all. So like while I'm working, I'll be working and you'll hear the... Like we're just going to pre-record her say it, but we're going to like insert them in the edit off camera. <laughs> and be like, yeah, but that's not how you hold the hammer, you know. So, like, the troll is being minimized even more because it's this little girl's voice. So, <laughs> so that was that's something we'll still do one of these days. Hmm. Just mocking the trolls, and uh, you know, so that is a way of making fun of the audience. You guys could role play, role play the trolls. I wish I could do more digital fabrication videos too, uh, and if I put out a laser cut video or a CNC video. It's half the views, and and that's that's okay, but a lot of times my videos, it's not the point. Isn't about the tools. Like I said earlier, it's about, it's about inspiration, yeah. having fun. Maybe you can be inspired and find a creative way to get around the, the limitations that you have. And I, I I would do more of them if I guess if if I was a little bit more secure financially. But I need I I I, I depend on views. And my, yeah. my whole livelihood depends on views, so I don't do them. And I would definitely do weirder, more wild, non-woodworking projects, more art-based projects, but I know instantly it's going to get half the views. But I, I, I'm, I'm still going to do them every once in a while. You're just not going to see them back-to-back. Because I'm still... What's most important to me is that I'm making the content that I want to make. 
and that I enjoy so I can keep doing it. And so I'll, I'll still throw those in there. I just won't do them back to back. Yeah. I feel you on that. Like doing more digital fab stuff would be fun because I, I think I've subconsciously come to avoid that stuff unless it's the only way to do, mm. a th- you know, whatever the thing is I'm thinking of, because I know that, you know, it's not something everybody has access to and that, that frustrates some people and I, I, that's understandable, but it also makes it so that I second guess a lot of the things that I may do if that weren't a consideration, you know, if I just, so it's, but it's, it's one of those things that, you know, some people don't have a CNC. I, I get it. Some people also don't have a, a circular saw. Right. But so at what point do you like back off, you know, to the lowest common denominator of tools to make sure that everybody's happy with what you're using to make your projects? Not everybody has hands, um, either, you know, so that's a good point. So you got to make that's a good point. So next time I'm going to I'm going to hold something in my mouth just to make sure <laughs> you do sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes I hold my camera in my mouth. I don't know. I can't think of anything that I wish I could any rules I wish I could break when it comes to making? I I mean, <clears throat> I think most of the things that I would say in response to that question are really about the feedback. Mm. You know, they're they're about like, well, I wish I could, I would just do this more if people wouldn't throw a fit about it. <laughs> <laughs> I would use CA glue for everything if people wouldn't throw a fit about it. You know, I would, I mean, I would use pocket holes because they're fast and easy. I would use them for everything, but I would use them more if I didn't have to listen to people talk about it. Yeah. And so I think most of my answers there would be that type of thing, not necessarily like I'm breaking a rule or anything. And somebody's mm-hmm. going to comment and say, well, just ignore that. But it's sometimes it's easy to ignore it, and sometimes it's really hard to ignore it because they, they just stick with you. Those comments stick with you. Yeah. Some people are just plain well, mean. Stick. You want to just, that's why I just delete them. Well. <laughs> That's true. I mean, some of those things stick with you. A lot of them are valid, though. I mean, I'm not trying to be dismissive of, of people's responses to things. But, you know, it's like I've heard the – let's take pocket holes because it's such a universal, you know, conversation. I've heard every response. I've heard everything. I've gotten all of the links from so-and-so making a video about how bad pocket holes are. I've got – you know, I've, I know. I got it. I'm still going to use them. You know what I mean? So it's, it'd be nice to, uh, to just have like a, every time I, I use them to be like, guys, I got it. You don't have to say anything. <laughs> it's really unfortunate <laughs> that all those projects you made are just falling apart. I know, right? right? There's just piles of wood everywhere. Yeah. All the things I made just fell right apart because they don't work. Blink, blink, blink. <laughs> the the <laughs> joints <laughs> popping. <laughs> oh, there goes another one. Yeah. Bob, your uh, end table just fell over in the background. <laughs> yeah, the whole house is the whole house is made with pocket holes the, and it's falling. The, the down. polka dot yeah. end table just fell over. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I would do probably some more uh, 3D printing stuff. Uh, I would definitely do more prop stuff if if the response wasn't negative, kind of in the same way that you were saying. You know, people just I think don't expect so much of that from me. So if I focus too hard on, I, well. Let me start over. I think I, I shot myself in the foot in one way and I made it easy for myself in the other way. By having a varied type of project, I can pretty much get away with doing any new thing that I want to do. And it's expected, you know, and that's great. If I try to dig a little bit deeper in one subject, then I get a lot of the, oh, now you're a prop channel or 
like, wow, when are you going to do some woodworking again? Or Make a that third channel for your prop stuff so I don't have to see it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I totally get that. I mean, just you know, please people, me. People like what they like. Please me. Yeah. One of 1.3 million people. I've please always me. wondered if YouTube would ever update their website where you could subscribe to playlists instead of channels. Oh, that's cool. Idea. Ooh. Hmm. Like Pinterest. I, yeah. That's an interesting idea. So, speaking of YouTube. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Well, I was just say, or maybe like some way to to yeah, subscribe to tags or some other collection. Mm-hmm. But yeah, playlists is a good idea. So speaking of breaking rules, do you ever do you make your videos based on what you know about algorithms and what YouTube will promote? And if you do, would you ever want to break those rules? I don't I don't make videos based on that stuff. I name videos mm. in in a way that I think is the best possible version of uh, let me try to think of a good example. I can't think of a good example. Putting keywords in the front right. of the title and title and things well, that are search friendly. Well, but even even um yeah, but even more specifically. So uh, you guys have probably both used Google Trends or at least I know David has, but I don't know if anybody else has. What is Google? But here's a good Google Trend. <laughs> what is Google? <laughs> it's a uh no. Um there's this thing called Google Trends and you can search for terms and it shows you how many peop- other people have searched for that term within Google. So the power in that comes where, like, okay, media console. I made this sliding door media console thing the other day. And when I was naming it, I was like, is this a media center? Is it a media console? Is it a console table? You know, like, I don't know exactly what it is. It's a weird combination. So I went to Google Trends, and I searched for media console. Separately, console table. Separately, media what console whatever the other version of those like three different versions and you see over the past several years the search line and the quantities for each one of those things and how they relate and just by looking at that graph i'm like well obviously a lot more people are searching for media console than media center because it's a different thing right to some people it's a different thing so i chose that as the name so I don't make the project based on the algorithm, but I do name things in a way that I think are going to get them the most found. Mm. Does that answer yeah. what you asked? Yeah. Yeah. Do you do that? Well, I I used to, but it's kind of... So a while back, I learned that the videos, the longer the videos are, the better, because the more watch time um, you provide for your viewers, the, the more... YouTube is going to show you in the recommended videos and search results and all that. And so I started making my videos from like five minutes to 10 minutes. And I purposely made them longer at the beginning. And now I don't try to go for 10 minutes. I just try to go for what works. But the format that I have now almost makes my videos almost always at least nine, 10 11, 12 minutes because I do, I do Hmm. this thing. I do this thing. Then we have a Patreon break and then we talk about the project afterwards. And now it's just, that's just naturally, but, and and I don't think about it. How can I make this video 10 minutes? But I used to, and now it's just natural. Hmm. Jimmy, is any of that stuff a consideration for you at all? Or do you just like, you edit to the 
the video that you want and name it first thing that comes to mind and put it up because I kind of imagine that's what you do. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I, I edit to the best capabilities of the story that I'm trying to talk about. Like sometimes I'll put together an edit and it's six minutes long. And I'm like, that's it. I can't, if I make it any longer, it's just going to look, it's going to be, feels pushed. So it yeah. ends up being, sometimes it ends up being four minutes long. And I'm like, you know what? This is just a throwaway. This is it. This is all I got for this one. Can't stretch it out any further. So I make a four or six or 10 minute video. But you know, if I land, sometimes I land at like nine and change. I'll stretch it to 10 just to get it in there. You know, um, Sometimes I land at 15 minutes, you know, for my vlogs. There's sometimes 15, sometimes 17 minutes. And I'm like, you know what? Everybody hates these anyway. I don't care if anybody's watching. I'll make it 20 minutes long. Doesn't matter. I, people love them. People love them. No, no. Put it I have slow a- motion so you're talking all slow <laughs> yeah. just to get it to 20 minutes. No, so uh, I'll, I'll jam videos in. are sped up, his vlogs are slowed down. <laughs> I'll jam in as much as the, of, you know, the interesting content for that week. And sometimes I make these little... You know, the little montages and I really like them. So I leave them if they're like 30. I try and keep my montages on to 30 seconds, but sometimes I end up at 40 and I'm like, yeah, I like the rat picture. I'm going to leave it in there. And uh, so, you know, I go through and start chipping, chipping away at the content and wherever it comes to is wherever it comes to. And then I just look at it and I go, okay, what would this be called? It would be called a bullet channel sign, channel letter sign. So, you know, I try and throw in one or two descriptions, descriptive words to bring people to a conclusion it's i i I really don't do clickbaity stuff just because that instantly pisses people off and uh you know like what like the other day casey did this clickbaity thing which was kind of annoying he's like we got a goat and you click through the video and it should have been my wife rented a goat for a photo shoot is what it should have been but it was we (laughs) got a goat and so you think they own a goat i'm like hey because right away tells like they got a goat how are they going to deal with a goat in the city so we like go through the whole video till we get to the point where it's like oh we just have a goat for a photo shoot we don't actually got a goat you got it for a few minutes so i try not to do that because it's it's like a little bit of like a big switch coming from the ad world and working for a really decent ad agency i work with some extremely amazing talented copywriters and headlines are everything headlines mean so much uh, a good headline will determine whether or not the user is going to read or watch that article or, or video and the word clickbait gets thrown around so much not it almost bothers me but when, when somebody uses the word clickbait, when it could just mean an enticing headline, you know? Yeah. yeah, but I think it's come to mean a deceptive headline. Right. That, you know, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like those don't work with me, like uh, to a point to where I wouldn't want to get anywhere near doing anything like that. So, uh, man, it all comes back to intention though, right? It's like basically the same as what we were talking about with the finishing. My intention is to have, I, I know that making one, any one of my project videos, they're not going to go viral. They're not going to be huge hits. They're not going to reach everybody. I know that about every single one of them. And that's okay. My goal is to, in five years, have this huge catalog of evergreen videos. And when somebody wants to know how to make a fill in the blank, they'll think, oh, I wonder if Bob made one of those because he makes tons of different stuff. You know, mm-hmm. and like, oh, guitar case? Oh, I didn't tell you. I made a guitar case this week. It's coming out this week. 
if I need to know how to make a guitar case, maybe Bob made one. Go check it out. Um, and so, like, in that case, clickbait titles or deceptive titles or however you want to frame it, it doesn't help me in that goal of long-term mm-hmm. library of evergreen stuff because then somebody would say, like, they'd be looking through my videos and be like, we got a goat? Bob got a goat? That's not a guitar case. I don't care about that. So they would move <laughs> on, right? So. Um, but, I, you know, it's about attention. I yeah. guess if you're trying to drive immediate views or long-term views or the type of attention that you want your videos to have or your articles yeah. to have or whatever. But Intention is one of my favorite words, and it's a word that gets thrown around our house quite a bit. And it, mm. it, it really kind of defines, like, who you are. It's like, what are your intentions? I Do you have... When we're, whenever we question this is outside of youtube stuff but whenever we question what we're doing we're we're always asking ourselves like what is the intention and then we Mm -hmm. use that answer to either move forward or not do the the thing that we were discussing yeah i mean it's a good way to to vet like your decisions for sure Mm -hmm. um cool you guys got anything else i mean we kind of went off the topic of that but that was fun in Else? What was the original question? Because I think I had something to add. Because I never answered. Uh, it. it was what rules do you wish you could break when you're when it comes to making? What new things do you want to try that you can't do to outside factors or expectations? I guess if uh, the the one uh, you had to renew my my memory on that one. Um, I I like interviewing people, but those you know some of my my vlog videos where the meme is a picture of me and say a person that I interviewed. Those are always the lowest rated ones. They always look at that and go, oh, I don't want to, I don't care what that guy has to say. But if I interview somebody in the vlog and then the meme is a big giant machine, it always gets a lot of views. <laughs> so I have to really, if you look back at my other 45 uh, vlogs I did, any vlog image, there's a person, like especially the one with my mother is like the lowest rated one. And it's a picture, mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's one with uh, Mr. Pete, there's an image of Ben, there's an image of a couple of people. Those are all like struggling to break 100,000 views. Uh, so I, 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 if, if I could have my druthers, I would like to be able to, to be more successful at interviewing and just talking to people and getting to know other makers and sharing other people with, with my audience. Have you thought about starting a podcast? It's a good idea. How would I do that? I need two guys that know how to it's do com- it. I don't know. It's complicated. We'd ha- yeah, we'd have to look it up on Google. You know what Google is, right? <laughs> That's what you get between your toes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You don't change um, your socks. No, I mean, seriously, though, that might be a maybe, – maybe if you want to do more interviews, maybe YouTube is not the, the right media for that. Bob, you know, are you trolling maybe, me? trolling me right now i'm totally trolling you <laughs> go on in. no seriously because well that's one thing that like so when i did brain pick for a while i tried to do it on youtube and it was a different thing than what you're talking about yeah. but <clears throat> i found after doing 14 or 15 episodes or whatever that video was just not the right format right. for that yeah it, it makes was sense. it was audio yeah because it's the it, same it nothing changes it's just yeah people can have it on in the background yep i i like the hit so. i like the hit and quit uh, interviews that I do, like the hit and quit style where I'm just like, I'll interview somebody for like five minutes, try and get like four good gems out of them and be like, cool. This way they're not like too like, oh, oh I don't know what else to say. I don't know how to talk about that. So I just get them spontaneous. I try to and 
And th those are the funnest ones for me. A couple of people even suggested in the comments, oh, you should try and – I'll never do this. This will never happen. But uh, try and sell this concept to Travel Channel where you you bounce around and interview like four makers per half hour. And, you know, I would love to do that. I mean, it's kind of what I do with my vlog. I have two really good interviews coming up with guys that make in musical instruments this week and uh, that I met here mm. in my neighborhood, my new neighborhood upstate. And cra crazy, talented, technical guys. We just met at the cafe and – one guy knew my YouTube channel. The other guy had no idea who I was. And I started chatting with them and I gave my business card. I'm like, oh, if we got the time later, we'll hook up. And they both showed up at my shop with their musical instruments that they make. And they showed me detailed. We did really cool. I'm going to get like two good five-minute interviews out of each one of those guys. And amazing. Amazing technical hmm. talk that we had. Really cool. Just bumped into two guys at a cafe. And all of a sudden, we knew all the same YouTubers. We watched the same guys. And, and these guys just create beautifully uh beautifully beautiful instruments i couldn't i got stumbled there they make beautiful instruments and mm. it's something i could never make but we you know spoke the same maker language which was great yeah that is cool so anyway that's I, what i, I would, would do more of if i could yeah i would like to see that i would like to see more interviews out of you thank so. you um let's do one more question this is maybe be fast do you, this is from Pinky478. <laughs> I don't know. Um, do you know how you want to film a project before or during the process? That is, do you edit them, then film, or film, then edit? I think we all have enough experience now that we'll jump into a project and we'll know what's visually interesting. We'll know like where it's mm -hmm. important to shoot a high shot. We'll know where it's important to shoot a detailed shot. I try and keep a rhythm of like go close, get far away, go close, get far away, go close, get far away. Just to have choices later on. I might not use all of one of the shots or all of the other shots, but just to have a choice. So I think you just want good coverage no matter what it is. If it's something yeah. like, you know, clearing the land, you want drone shots. If it's if it's a video that is boring, you want to end it with a drone shot so people go, wow, you really – it looks amazing. But in your mind, you know, you just did a kind of a half-assed build and you're like, if I do a drone shot of this, that'll really bolster the image of this whole thing. So mm. it, it all depends. You know, we all have our tricks that we pull out when we need them. Yeah, I think I edit in camera a lot. Um, totally. And one thing uh, I realized that it makes it a lot easier in the actual editing process if you can edit in camera and you can think through... Uh, well, so I have an editor and so I try to think about what he's going to be cutting together and so that he doesn't have to jostle clips around in the order of things. I try to think through, well, if I'm going to do, you know, if I'm changing angles on the, the piece of furniture that I'm working on, if I'm going from one side to the other, then I need to have some sort of intermediate shot there to show the viewer where I'm going. So they understand where they are. It's like all of a sudden they're just like looking at something completely different. And so by just shooting one extra in-between shot or me walking around the thing or some little piece like that, it makes the edit and a lot easier for the editor to get through. Yeah. So. It's really important, too, that you try – I mean, especially if you're going to hand it to somebody. I like to try and shoot in sequence. So <clears throat> mm -hmm. I put all those little bits in pieces. Even for me, like especially when I shoot one of those longer-term projects and I know I'm not going to really look at the media for like another three weeks – I shoot it so that the future me will know how to put it together more simply. Mm. And I'll say, you know what, this, is a long, this isn't going to be put together for, for months. So let me make sure that I shoot it, everything I need, in order so that when I drag it all in the timeline, I could literally select all, drag it in the timeline, 
speed it up and then literally go through it and then chop out the beginning and ends where like I either come in and add a camera or, you know, I pick up a piece of material. Then I, uh, I'll always frame it. Then I come in and I take the piece of material out and then I throw it back in. And that empty frame is where I cut my edit. So I'll go yeah. in and sn sometimes I forget to do that. So if you watch my videos, you'll find little snippets where I, the piece of material is there. I pick it up and put it back down. I'm supposed to edit out the moment where I pick it up, and go <laughs> off camera, but sometimes I forget, and then I'm looking at YouTube, and I'm like, "Ah, oh, I'm supposed to cut out that one frame." <laughs> but yeah, I've I've noticed lately. Well, I'm doing the this renovation series around the house, so I'm trying to change the style of the videos a little bit just for those. And there, it's a lot more of me talking to the camera and explaining what I'm going to do, and then it's maybe less verbose in me doing it. You know, it's not every single thing. It's more overview style. But I found myself talking to the camera a lot more and leaving direction about what's about to happen to my editor in the footage. So, like, I'll say something and then at the end of it be like, okay, now uh, now I'm going to go shoot B-roll of all these things, take that B-roll and drop it over what I just said. And then I cut off the camera. So it's kind of interesting. Now I'm trying to figure out how to do... Whereas before the editor was in the other room and I could walk over and say like, here's what I want you to do with, you know, these weird clips that don't make any sense. Now I've got to figure out a way to do that at a distance. So leaving him and myself, those kind of voice notes within the footage itself, I think has turned out to be a handy way to do it. Yeah, we, um, the way we shoot and edit, I do all the editing, but uh, it's 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 progressing, and we've we've learned a couple tricks recently to help out with things. My goal is to have no more than one hour of footage per project. When I get up, when I throw all my clips into the timeline, and I see forty minutes, I'm like, that's a win because this one's going to be really easy for me to edit. And um, we um and and we're, we're learning. We're trying some new things. One of the things that we've been Two of the things we've been doing recently is I will, and this helps shoot less footage and it helps speed up the editing process and allows music to come in and out of my, my edits where I will say, this is the next three things that I'm going to do. And then I don't have to talk for three steps. I can just show table saw, bandsaw, sanding, boom. And that mm -hmm. gives the, um, the, it allows these little ups and downs in the video where I talk and then the music comes in and then you get to see some some footage and then another thing we've been doing is playing with um transition transition tricks between one thing to another and mm -hmm. that seems it's it's really fun and and we get to be creative in a, in another way and um so it's it's progressing it's always progressing we're always trying to shoot as little footage as possible to make editing easier down the road mm -hmm. yeah that's interesting that you say that about talking about the next three things. That's kind of what I'm doing with this, like talking more to the camera. I'm trying to follow that same type of thing. And it cuts down on voiceover. I know you don't do voiceover anymore. I'm trying to figure out how to do less of it mm -hmm. because it's just another, you know, hour, two hour thing after the edit and the color and everything else is done. Um, so I'm trying to get rid of that as much as I can. Yeah. But. Something else we've been trying to do now, 
um, is pull uh, some things we learned from the, the movie industry where you might have like an establishing shot and then a medium and then a close up. So if I have three cuts to make on the bandsaw, you're going to see the full body and then you actually get to see the tool, I, the whole tool, what it looks like. And if you're new to woodworking and you're just watching for the entertainment, you can finally see what this tool looks like, whereas most people are showing, you know, the detail of the cut. So That's yeah, we've been we've been trying to do that a lot more, and you're going to see if, if there's multiple cuts on a tool, it's going to be further away, and then we're going to move closer with with each new cut. Smart. Yeah, I like it. Yep. Totally going to steal that. Please do. I mean, it's not. <laughs> I the movie industry made this up, not me. I'm just I'm just pulling from that. I, I'm always I always make sure to try and grab an establishing shot. I don't always use it, but I grab it just to show like what's going on in a, in a wide. Yeah. The biggest amateur mistake everybody does is they let the camera roll. They just let it roll. Don't do that. Because mm -hmm. you end yeah. up with Move the camera around. 99% of what you're shooting, of you doing something, is pointless. And then you see some amateur guys. It's serious. I mean, because it's you picking up material on your table and you just keep moving it around. I want to see what your eyes see. I don't want to see what, you know. That's the kind of shot you show for two seconds to be like, okay, there's a guy standing in his workshop. Now I want to see what your eyes are seeing. And so if you're going to ask yourself, if you're an amateur, you're starting... I, as the viewer, I want to see what you're looking at. I want to see your point of view, or at least your point of view once removed, maybe the camera's next to you, but seeing exactly what you're seeing. Yeah. Yep. Um, cool. You guys got anything else on that? Nope. 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 Well, let's move on to what we've been watching. All right. <gasps> I had a hard time picking one out because it's been uh -huh. a crazy week, so I haven't been watching much. But there's this band on YouTube uh, that I think people should check out. It's it's fun, it's quirky, it's funky. Um, the music is, is fun. The videos are super, super fun. The band's called Savoy Motel. I'm not sure exactly how to say it, but they're a Nashville, Tennessee band. And I, will, them. I will have a link to them in the show notes. What you got, Jimmy? I don't know yet. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking. I was trying to get you to go because I wasn't ready yet either. Uh, all right. Give us one second. Give us, give us a second. Give. We'll have to. Um, well, I, I, uh, so last week I put out a video that was a collaboration with, with Mark Rover. Yep. And um, I made part of his project for him, and it, he made the world's largest super soaker. Yep. So... I made the frame for it and to hold all the guts and then he had a local prop maker out there actually make it look like a super soaker and it's turned out super cool but his video is great like he just he's really good at putting together that type of video and getting a lot of information into it but pacing it really well and making it you know eye catchy and yeah he's just really good he's a cool guy too I think but, what so. what he's really good at and um, some some other people at, along those lines is they are so enthusiastic about what they're doing. Like, like they, it feels like they just can't wait to show you this thing that they made. And whenever mm -hmm. I see that, I, I also cannot wait to see this thing that they're going to make. So I, um, if, if we go back into video tricks, be very enthusiastic. Be excited about what you're doing because the viewers pick up on that. I know that's been a big thing for me. But just as I've done more videos, I get more comfortable in front of the camera. And I know that I have to, not in a fake way, but in a camera way, amp up my 
the tone that I say things in, even in, I'm, I can do, I'm doing it right now on the podcast. I know that I have to enunciate more. I have to lift my levels a little bit because that's more engaging than if I were sitting at the table with a person just like talking to them. It's a different voice. It's a different expression. So I've learned that. And when people go back and watch my old videos, they're like, man, why were you so depressed back then? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not depressed. That's just like me being uncomfortable in front of the camera. So you're totally right. Okay, I got somebody. I'm going to try and say it before the dog goes crazy. Uh, (laughs) Sculpture Geek. And it's somebody with about 150,000 subscribers, and they have a couple of really highly viewed videos. And it is... Now, I don't know if it's a bunch of people. This channel is dedicated to the celebration of traditional sculpture. So you could watch somebody manipulate clay. And somebody uh, sent me a video. One of my friends sent me a video from this channel this week. And I subscribed right away. So Sculpture Geek. They have some incredible talented sculptors i don't know enough i've only watched about three videos i don't know if it's all the same person because there's extremely close-ups of somebody sculpting all types of imagery uh, all in clay mostly in clay it's like some fantasy stuff some humanish looking stuff some cartoons hmm. and human humanish humanish <laughs> oh and the last one is a, is a scott a spockish spockish no it's actually spock it's really really well done yeah cool and I'm looking now. They don't have that many videos. Maybe uh, maybe 20 videos. That's it. Huh. Awesome. I'll check it out. Ooh, wow. Good grief. Are you looking at it? Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at the thumbnails. Yeah, they're crazy, wow. right? Sculpture. That's geek. unbelievable. Huh. Cool. Yeah, go check that out for sure. Um, cool. Well, you guys got anything else? That's it for this week. My house guest just pulled in, and the dogs are going bonkers. Cool. Well. That's it for this week. Uh, if you want to hear the after show, go support us on Patreon. Yeah. If you don't, then don't. So that's it. Thanks. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. See you next time. Love you. Kelly, I love you. I'm sorry about what I said earlier. <laughs> Taylor, I'm wearing my shoes in the house. I don't care what you think. <laughs> I'm wearing them right now. <laughs>